Hello, and thank you for listening to the Everything Must Go podcast. I'm Steven, alongside here with Brandon, discussing the concept of burnout. First, we'll try to reflect on moments in our lives where we experience burnout. Then we'll try our best to dissect what those moments felt like and what steps we could have taken to avoid getting to that point. Next, we'll discuss our long-awaited inclusion of Twitch streaming and any other updates we need to fill you in on. In the conclusion of this episode, we'll discuss whether burnout is something you're bound to face at some point in your life, and if there is a ballpark range for how long you should endure burnout before changing the scenery. Well, Brandon, can you think of any time where you've... (laughs) Can you think of any time where you felt burnout? Do you think anything in particular leads to burnout for you? So I've had two major parts points of my life in which I felt pretty significant burnout. And I'll, I'll tell the first one because it might get long-winded. But the first time I was uh, 20 years old, I was pursuing music at the time, living in Nashville with my parents. And uh, I was doing gigs pretty much every night, which was pretty awesome because I I had my job at Jimmy John's. I was working as like a minimum wage employee, not very stressful work. I just worked during the day and then have my gigs at night. It was, it was the life really. Um, and then I went to a show and on my way home from the show one night, my engine like went out of my car, my only means of transportation. Now this was before Uber and Lyft, not to mention my, instrument that I played was a keyboard, which isn't the most portable of instruments, as I'm sure other musicians might know. So the idea of like taking a bus wasn't really practical. I wasn't, I didn't make enough money to take taxis every time. Uh, So it was pretty brutal. So in order to counter that, I ended up getting a second job. I worked my two jobs every single day well, not both of them on the same days, but I worked every single day at least one of the jobs for three months straight. Then after that three-month stretch, my parents were moving back up to Minnesota, and I was going to live in Nashville on my own. But the only way I could live in Nashville on my own was if I either got a promotion at one of those jobs or I kept both of those jobs. I ended up getting a promotion to the general manager position of Jimmy John's, And I thought, this is perfect. I can quit one of my jobs, which will free up time for music again. But as a manager of a shop, especially a shop like mine, which had kind of gone in the shitter for a while because the previous manager had burnt out himself, uh, when I took that shop over, I had a lot of makeup work to do. Plus, I was 20 years old, 21 years old. I I had no idea what I was doing. Um, So I ended up... uh, sleeping at jimmy john's a couple nights i stayed up <laughs> I, I can't believe that part of this. every time i think about that i'm like that's so gross <laughs> yeah it was so stupid I, I i slept there i would work 24 hours over the night to get things prepped on busy days i was just working my ass off and eventually and and this time was also the first time i was living super far away from my parents they were living in minnesota i was living in tennessee so i was dealing with that and eventually I like I wasn't getting any sleep. I was going to bed at like two in the morning and waking up at four in the morning, five in the morning to get ready for work. So I eventually I just crashed. I, I couldn't handle it anymore and I did some stupid stuff. What about you? Uh <laughs> um, okay, so the first time of my life that I think about like real burnout 
was when I was working in Disney. Like that's that's definitely the time where I was like really feeling the burnout because I was working weird ass hours. So I was working like 5:30 p.m. to like 3:15 a.m. Like around that would be my shifts. Maybe a little bit later start time, a little bit later end time. Um, so, so I would work these weird ass hours, and then during the day. I mean, I'm, I'm living in Orlando, so I went to the amusement parks, like, all the time, and it would be super hot, and it's exhausting going to those parks. Yeah. And, yeah, at the same time, I had, like, a long-distance relationship. I also was just at that stage of, like, trying to figure out what the next step was in my life, and I I, I was just trying to do everything, because I, I wanted to get the most out of, out of my life that I possibly could, which is something that I am happy about within myself, just trying to get the most out of my life. But I was doing so many things to try to hang out with everyone, make everyone happy, also uh, keep this relationship, also, like, talk to my family, also, like, just all these things were going on. I felt like huge sensory overload at all times. I started losing weight. I, I would sometimes I just wouldn't sleep. I remember one day in particular that stands out to me because <laughs> I think about how just ridiculous that it is that I did this. So I worked until, like, Three in the morning one night. Then I, I woke up at 9 a.m. And then I went to the amusement park. Then I went to work until 3 a.m. Then I went out for breakfast from like 3 to 5. Then I hung out with a couple of friends. Then I went back to Universal, hung out at Universal, like the park, the whole day. Then went back to work and then worked until 3 in the morning again. Jeez. And I think about just how like ridiculous it was that I tried to live this lifestyle where I would do all of this. Like I just didn't sleep and I was just totally out of sync. My mind wasn't clear anymore. I just became this like completely different person. And you talk about burnout. It was a definite case of realizing you can't do everything to make everybody happy. And it's also a good case of how important your uh, like mental health is because I just started getting like really depressed and I started getting um, like anyone who knows me like fitness is super important to me and I went through a phase where I put that on the back and I, and I noticed it <laughs> like I, I really noticed how it affected me to not work out all the time so I'm curious because I mean you said there were a lot of things that kind of contributed to that time for this second part of the question do you think anything in particular leads to burnout for you do, do any of those things that you had to go through really stand out for you? What what was, do you think, the, the biggest factor? Or do you think it just was the culmination of all these things landing on your, on your plate? I think burnout is caused by, like, two things. It's either a burnout out of necessity or burnout out of, like, trying to do too much. Pretty much the only two ways I could see it. You can burn out of necessity. Like, if you have to deal with someone... Um, who is ill and you have to like take care of them a lot or you have to like work your ass off or you're going to lose your job or something like there are definitely instances where you're going to be kind of forced into burnout just because the situation calls for it but then there's an also a burnout um, of you can't be and we've Brandon and I have talked about this a lot you only have so much energy and you cannot be the best at every single thing that you do and it sucks sometimes because you Brandon and I are both like this. Like we're super competitive and we're super like uh, we want to, we want to maximize our potential, be the best versions that we can in our lives. But as a result of it, sometimes 
I mean, Brandon didn't really care about his Jimmy John's job that much, but just out of the sake of pride and like wanting to be the best that he can, like you just put so much effort into trying to be the best Jimmy John's employee that you can possibly be. Cause sometimes it's tough to just take a step back and watch someone else be better than you at something. Like I feel like burnout for me happens when I'm trying to be the best at everything that I can. And then as a result, I'm not as good at any of the things that I do. And then I just eventually start imploding on myself because I run out of energy and I just start to hate everything. Yeah. That's a good what point. About you? I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think there can be some primary factors when it's things that are unfulfilling. Like I think looking back on that time, part of the reason why I, I think originally, if I, if I remember back correctly, I didn't feel burnt out until Jimmy John's was my only job. And I think it was because rather than it being like I was trying to balance a bunch of things at once, it was I was so tunnel visioned on this one task in particular. And the problem is that one task was something like you said that I didn't even care about that much. It wasn't something fulfilling to me. I mean, I, I needed it. It was out of necessity because I had to now pay my own rent. I mean, I was paying rent when I was living at home with my parents, but now it was more expensive. I had uh, utilities to pay for, and then I also had a car payment. So I think uh, that's why it's so important. When we talk about setting ourselves up for success, I think a lot of it is building a foundation around you where as much as possible, you're doing things that you care about, you're passionate about, and that uh, fulfill you because... I think um, you're going to have overstimulation sometimes. And like I, like right now, I'm balancing a lot of stuff. Um, but I don't feel I, – I don't – I haven't at least yet felt like I've gotten to a point where it's close to burnout or a burnout point because the things that I'm doing, other than like maybe one or two things, I'm super passionate about. So they almost – they feel like they're work still, but they're kind of – it's kind of like the endorphins factor with working out, working out is hard and it might make you feel like shit in the moment. But when you get out of it, you feel the endorphins kind of run through your body. I feel like that's a little bit how the things that I do in my everyday life have become. Whereas before I was so tunnel visioned on this one factor, I had other things I wanted to do, but I was tunnel visioned on this one factor. I wasn't sleeping and I, I wasn't around my family. Everything just kind of crashed for me. So that's, that's how I see it is just I think I shut out the things that were important almost, which led to burnout. Yeah, I, I actually I really think that right now is probably one of the most I've ever felt a case of burnout in my life because I've been I mean, a lot of people can see that I'm pretty active on social media. And I'm, I'm always working on all my my projects between YouTube, live streaming like I'm doing a lot of things right now. And I'm feeling the burnout pretty intensely. And some of the things that I'm noticing as a result of me feeling burnout is I just like, like you just start to feel like what's the point after a while. It's so weird as, as motivating and great as it all feels, you do sometimes hit like these lulls. Like, I think that's the right word, right? Mm-hmm. Lull. I always think of like, LOL now, like lull. <laughs> so, but I, I, I hit these points where I just start getting like, uh, it, it, it basically, when you start feeling burned out, 
I tend to start getting like kind of depressed. Like I just start feeling like I, I usually keep going forward because for me to get out of the depression, it's like I just work harder. But then, then it causes the burnout to be just more significant and severe over and over and over again. But yeah, like right now, I'm going on vacation soon, and it's going to feel kind of nice to yeah. not have to be so burned out. Well, let me ask you, when you're going on this vacation soon, do you think any part of it is going to be stressed because you're kind of getting away from your typical routine? Uh, yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned this because I've been actually stressed out about how I'm – okay. So a little bit of background on me. I I hate doing the same thing every day, but I love doing the same thing. Like I, like I like having a framework that's almost identical day to day because I, I try to make my life as efficient as possible. So there are things I like to do on my day to day. So whenever I throw up, like I throw off the, this is my gym, this is my gym block. This is my, uh, my creative project block like that, that definitely messes with me after a while. So I I'm anxious just thinking about how, if you really do care about the stuff that you do, taking a break from everything is really hard, like to just not think about it. So I'm literally thinking in my head, Oh man, if I step away from everything I've been working on for one week, everything, when I come back, it's not going to be there anymore. And I get it when you hear a lot of times where YouTubers talk about this idea of, that they never take a break for years, I completely get it. Because for me, in my head, I'm like, I can't not post for that week. There's no way. Like, I'm still going to post things. I'm just going to have to be more calculated and efficient. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird, though, because I, I think this kind of goes back to a point that we had a couple weeks ago where we talked about how now that we have so much information at our disposal, you always feel like you're not being productive. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. No. Like I'm thinking maybe <laughs> exactly. like 20 years back, 30 years back, vacations probably felt a lot more like vacations because you could really shut Definitely. it out. Dude. Okay. When you mentioned, when you mentioned the other day about how nowadays like life is almost more stressful because you always feel like you could be doing something that like was a huge light bulb in my head because that's how I, I always feel like it because at any moment in time, I could be doing something productive because there's a there's a great big world out there. Like you go on the internet and just learn anything you want. That actually, as great as that sounds, it puts some pressure on you because it's like, well, how am I going to relax when there's so much opportunity out here? It's it's really crazy to think about because if you're not kind of doing self check ins, you can really drive yourself nuts. I I remember it might have been this Monday or last Monday. I I remember waking up on Monday feeling like I think it was last Monday waking up after the weekend and being like, gosh, I didn't do anything. And, and then I like went into work and I was messaging one of my buddies and they're like, how'd your weekend go? And I was like, oh yeah, I got this done. I got this done. I did this. I got this done. I got this done. And I listed off like seven things. And I was like, wait a second, (laughs) I had a really productive weekend, but for whatever reason, because I know that there might've been other things that I could have possibly done, or there were a couple times when maybe I played a a video game for an hour or something. And I felt guilty for that. It's, uh, I don't know. I feel like that can contribute when you're not able to separate yourself from that stuff. I think that can contribute to burnout a little bit too. And that's why I think giving yourself a little bit of credit every once in a while and, and maybe if you can at all separate yourself from this, um, this idea that you always have to be productive and always have to be busy and always have to be focused on this, this, and this, 
I, I think it can be really good for your, your personal health. I know it's easier said than done, but I, it's something that I definitely try to work on now. Um, like I, I don't get as guilty if I play games for a couple hours or something. Dude, because you eventually get to a point of where no matter what, it, you're never like you could just never be fully satisfied. When I first moved to Chicago, I think I think about this quite a bit. When I first moved here, and I, I I talked about this with you the other day, I worked like eight to five, and then I would get off work and like have a beer and be like, ah, oh, I put in a good day's work. And if I went to the gym, it was a bonus. Then it was I would work eight to five, then I would go to the gym. And when I did that, I was like, ah, okay, I'm feeling good. Then it was like I work eight to five, go to the gym, then work on like some sort of little project. And like ever since I've moved to Chicago, it just like becomes I just keep adding something to it. And I don't feel like I'm accomplished until I finish every single thing on that list. So now it's like I'm pretty much working from like eight to midnight <laughs> and I go to bed and I'm like, Did I do enough? Did I do enough still? And it's kind of like this never ending cycle of all right, well, there's got to be a point of where do you back off a little bit so you feel like you're not – because you, here's the thing. When I do this, it's it's pretty much like clockwork. I know eventually I'm going to crash. Like I can almost – like two days in advance call on, on – okay, so today's Tuesday. On Thursday, I'm going to crash, like 100% because I'm going to work super hard on these days. And as we talked about, you've got a limited amount of energy. You can't just go, 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 go all the time. Yeah. Eventually, that's it. <laughs> I – it's it's weird because when I was a kid, my parents used to hate when I would have multiple sleepovers in a row because I've always been the kind of person that if I don't get a good amount of sleep, I just I'm a different person. I'm cranky. I'm uh, snappy. I, and I'm also just not as productive. I, I lose kind of my 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 um, my strong will or whatever you want to say. And. <laughs> I wish I would have paid attention to that growing up because I always would get swept up in, oh, I want to do this thing right now. This thing right now is the most important thing in my life. And then that kind of carried on into my young adulthood where I, again, like Jimmy John's, this is the most important thing in my life right now. I absolutely have to do it. And then I also had that. So my second time of burnout was... Not too long ago, I mean, kind of long ago, like two, three years ago, I, we've talked about this before. I was working LA Fitness. I was opening the club, which means I would have to get up at four in the morning so I could get ready and be at the club at 5 a.m. From there, I would get done with work at noon. I would either go to the ball field because um, I was on the school baseball team and I would um, either lift weights or I have my internship, my PCA internship, which in itself is kind of a stressful job because I was working with kids in home with autism. And I had one of the most like dysfunctional families I've ever like known that I had to kind of work through. Then I also had baseball, whether it was a game or actual practice later on. And then at night I had classes for school and I had a girlfriend at the time who was like my world. A lot of what I was doing at the time was I'm trying to set this thing up to go for this. And I got so – obviously, I wasn't getting sleep because my schedule didn't really allow for it. But I think I got very tunnel visioned on I need to do all these things for to set up me and my relationship, my partner's 
future life. And I didn't like stop to say, okay, but what are you doing for yourself? I mean, that was for myself, but it was also for another person. And I was, I, I would, wasn't stopping to really pay attention to the things that are outlets for me and the things that make me feel uh, fulfilled or good. Um, I just had this one thing that I was doing that kind of was the umbrella over all this other stuff. And eventually all the other things that I cared about kind of, you know, died away. And and then I had to, the worst part about burnout is after that part hits, it takes even longer to recover. So you think that, oh, if I just work my ass off in this small portion of time, it's going to be way better for everything. But then if you crash, if you crash and burn, then you have spend even more time trying to recover from that crash. So now I try to really focus on being super patient. Again, a huge thing that you said earlier, you're not going to be able to be the best at every single thing that you do all the time. I'm not always the best brother. I'm not always the best son. I'm not always the best employee. I'm not always the best musician. But when I can focus on those things, I try to give them all that I have. And then I say, okay, I have to now focus on these other things because they're also a part of my life. And having that balance and understanding that you kind of have to allocate that stuff and be patient with it. You might not get to a certain destination as fast as you might want to, but you'll be able to sustain things for a lot longer, I feel like. What are some of the like the first things that you do when you sense yourself being burned out? Both good and bad. Well, <laughs> um <laughs> to be honest, I, uh, until this point in my life, I don't think I really tried to counteract it very much. I think, um, number one, when I was like 20, 21, I felt invincible. I felt like Superman. I'm not even joking. I, I was like, I'm going to work harder than anybody's ever worked before. And I'm not going to say, I literally had the mindset of, I'm not going to say no to anything. So even mm-hmm. if I was working my Chuck E. Cheese job, the night and I was supposed to have the next morning off at Jimmy John's. If someone's like, Hey Brandon, will you cover my shift? I'd be like, hell yes. I'm not saying no to anybody. I'm going to do this. If my friends wanted me to come visit them freaking two hours away, I'd drive overnight to see them go back to work in the morning. It was nonstop. And for a while I felt like, holy shit, this is the Brandon that I've always wanted to be. This is top of the world, man. I'm, I'm reaching my potential. I'm doing all this stuff. It's so freaking awesome. But I couldn't sustain it. I was I was just a maniac for a little bit of time, and then I fell apart. And then when this most, most recent burnout, I just kind of kept getting in this place of, come on, you just got to keep buckling down. It's going to be over soon. You got to keep buckling down. So I had school, and I was like, I'm going to graduate soon. It's going to get better when you graduate. And then I had my PCA job with LA Fitness, and I was like, you can leave LA Fitness soon. It's going to be fine. And then just... I don't know. I I don't think I was self-aware enough to say, Brandon, (laughs) you got to pay attention to this. You're not doing those other things. I mean, you know, I stopped writing music for like two and a half years and that's a huge outlet for me. So I, I don't think I've, I've matched it now. I think it's just understanding specifically that concept that I'm not going to be able to be incredible at every single thing that I do. And maybe I need to allocate my time. I mean, what do you do? What do you do to kind of match it? Like when I find myself or when I sense I'm starting to get kind of burned out, Yeah, I 
reevaluate immediately. Like as soon as I even foresee it in the future, like let's say if I'm feeling like tired on a day like today and I know I've got quite a bit of stuff coming up and I just sense that I'm going to get burned out, I pretty much, I start thinking in my head, all right, well, <laughs> I probably am going to crash at some point no matter what I do. So what are like the most important things right now in this moment? This is like in the perfect world. I don't yeah. always do this, but this is what I, I try to do. I try to say, okay, here are the most important things. Let me focus on those, and then I'll kind of work my way down. So if something falls off, for example, like as big as working out is to me, it's always low on the priority list of my like big mission in life. Because as I've talked about before, with working out, once you get into a really good routine and it's just like a part of your life, you, then you trust yourself to take a few days off and get back to it. Like I don't, I have like when I go on vacation, I probably won't lift that entire week. And some people that would give them like, they would just be totally off the rails or they would be derailed, never getting back on. But like, I know for a fact, I'll be right back to it as soon as I get back on the following Friday. Like, I don't even have a worry in my mind. So I got to find which things I would worry about <laughs> that I actually might fall off if I, <laughs> if it starts to suffer. Like there are those things and like little task for me, I'm horrible about like paying, like I almost said I'm horrible about paying my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said until I thought about it, but like things like, I don't know, basic tasks like, oh shit, I should probably get this task done, but I could just push it off again. Those types of tasks tend to suffer for me. So just making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm focused on what actually matters is really important. But let, let me ask you, let's go back to <laughs> your days in Orlando. Okay. Uh-huh. That, that burnout that you felt. Mm-hmm. What what do you think you could have done differently, specifically in that time to to prevent it? I mean, you're kind of giving this this idea of recognizing what are the important things. So take us back to that, and what do you think you could have done differently to to help Stephen back then? Okay, so I I've played this out a bunch of times in my head, um, because it was really it was a really hard time for me. So I I kind of think that the worst thing that you can do to yourself is think too as much as it is great to like live in the moment and like you know right now if i just focus on this that's all that matters i think that that's actually a really detrimental thing to most people because when you're so focused on that like there's people who they and i know i'm using a lot of gym analogies because i just think it's a good way to represent it like you could go to the gym and like work for three hours work out for three hours a day go to the gym every single day and in that moment like during that week you feel like you're the boss right you feel great but then if you actually look a few weeks from now, you're going on uh, a work trip for a week and you're physically going to be unable to work out for three hours a day. And then after that, you've got a wedding coming up. And then after that, you've got this. And like you have to kind of foresee things a little bit further into the future than just like what's right in front of your nose. Because if you just are like, go, go, go every single day, you are probably not going to be at a sustainable pace. And had I actually just looked myself in the mirror and said, okay, I'm only going to be here for seven months. What can I do to make sure that at the end of the seven months, I'm where I want to be? Well, as great as it is to go out every single night, to try to be everyone's best friend, to try to do it. Like, if had I actually just broken it down and said, all right, in seven months, I want to be here. Let me just, like, pace myself on everything that I'm doing. And then, you know, when you get a little more comfortable, you add a little bit. It's kind of like when I, when I first moved here, I worked eight to five, didn't do, too, didn't do as much. Then I added working out. Then I added this. And, like, I think 
That's just a way safer approach. It's much more sustainable. That's why if someone ever asked me what's my like trick to being consistently going to the gym five or six days a week, it's not feeling bad that on some days I don't get a great workout in. It's just I showed up that day. I got in a 20-minute workout. I can sustain that because there's going to be days where you feel terrible and you don't want to do anything and just being okay with that. So actually planning a little bit ahead and realizing that you're only have so much energy and anticipate potential burnouts if you aren't being well calculated in your moves. I, I think another thing too, you mentioned earlier, and then it also kind of reminded me when you talked about going out and being everybody's friend. We've talked about this a lot on the podcast in the, in the past, but you have to be, actually, I, I want to rephrase this because I can't say it this way. Uh, you need to understand that saying no is a priority. And I think a lot of the times that people have a hard time with saying no to things because they're people pleasers. They want to make people happy. And that's awesome. That's such a great uh, characteristic to have. You're a beautiful person for having that. But take it from a person who had a lot of that uh, as part of their MO. And in turn, what ended up happening is the people that I cared about the most I couldn't please because I was so busy pleasing all of the people that didn't matter. Like you don't have enough time to do all of these things. You don't have enough time to take care of yourself and take care of Joe from Jimmy John's and take care of Bob from Chuck E. Cheese and take care of uh, Karen from accounting. <laughs> Just making up shit. <laughs> but, like you, you don't have enough time to to spread yourself like this. And sometimes you just need to relax. Sometimes you just need time to yourself to be alone and just like, oh, I need to just take a breath for a second. Everybody get off my ass. And so understanding it's going to be hard, but essentially you are still being a people pleaser by saying yes for yourself because it's going to free up time for the things that really count that really matter, the people that really count, that really matter. Instead, if you're always given to everybody all the time, more than likely you're going to probably lose out on some of the times that are actually super important or the people that really count on you to be there. And I don't think that's what anyone wants. When you think of being a people pleaser, you probably want to please the people you love most, the most. But um, you can get caught up in this like, but I don't... I'm so afraid to say no. Yes, that's that's totally fine. And this is what I why I wanted to change my phrasing because I was going to say stop being afraid to say no. That's I, mean, I can't just tell you to stop fearing something. But face that uncomfortability and and fight that instinct to just give in to what everybody else wants and understand that you probably have a better chance of serving the people around you when you are at your best self and your best self is when you are balancing things appropriately. So that's a really good point because I mean, you know that I'm a, sometimes I just want everybody to be happy and I know that's a flaw of mine. Like I am trying, like I'll care about like the smallest little things be like, Oh, I didn't respond to this person or, you know, I didn't give this person enough of my attention. And I do feel like sometimes when I get too focused on that, then I don't even like talk to my family as much or the people I really care about. And I feel like, I definitely suffered from that when I was in Orlando. Like, while I was working down there, I found myself, like, a lot of the important relationships I wasn't putting as much effort into because I was so focused on either myself or just, like, 
oh, well, this person said I need to hang out with them. Oh, I guess I'll go hang out with them. Like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not worth it in the end. I, I've had the tendency in my life to get so tunnel visioned on the things directly in front of me that, which has really been bad because I've lived away from mo- most of my friends and most of my family for a lot of my life because I've moved back and forth to places. And then my family moved to a different state and I stayed. And, you know, now I'm out on my own. So I've, I've, I've damaged relationships. And, you know, we talked about how I have a small circle. That's not all on the people that I don't trust and whatnot. Some of it's on me. I've lost friends because I've been so caught up in my own stuff that I haven't been able to give them what a friend needs. And it kills to say that, that I let them down that I've let people down because I was so caught up in doing things that didn't really matter that much, doing things for people that didn't really matter that much, but just because they were in close proximity with me or uh, they were just immediately like, hey, can you do this for me now? Um, I I would forsake the stuff that might have been in the distant, in the back of my mind, or actually deep at my core, the most important to me. I mean, I'll be frank, I... I, when I lived in Tennessee, I had a lot of, um, there was a lot of very hard conversations I had to have with my family. And when I moved back to Minnesota and I moved back in with them, the relationship with them was not roses. It wasn't just, oh, everything's back to normal. Brand is back home. Party. It's time to hang out. It was a lot of work to rebuild that relationship and rebuild that trust and that bond and the proof that they meant the world to me. So it's at the end of the day, like with this burnout stuff, it's so important for you to keep those things, those priorities that people talk about prioritizing the stuff. It's not just, you know, mom and dad being annoying. That stuff is so important because Life moves fast sometimes. I'm already fucking 27 and I don't feel like I am where I want to be, you know? And so (laughs) paying attention to this stuff and trying to set yourself up for success to, to put yourself in situations where you have the best chance to, uh, succeed is super important and keeping that in mind and being patient with that and steadfast with that and uncompromising. I mean, in certain circumstances, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. This topic is really important to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm glad we, we picked this topic. It was kind of like a, I don't even know how we thought of it. It was pretty quick though from, didn't, didn't we talk about this during our last episode? Like at the end, you're just like, what's our next episode on? Yeah. So at the end of the Jonas Brothers one, <laughs> people don't, uh, people don't get to hear that. Cause I edited that out, but yeah, we were like, what, what's our next topic? And then uh, burnout came up and we decided to go with burnout. So, yeah, hell yeah. We should. T- I feel like. Do you want to talk anything more about this, or do you want to take our break Look, now? I'm cool with taking the break if you're cool, dude. I'm so cool with it. See, I got so. We many don't want to burn out on this topic of burnout. Dude, we're getting burned out, dude. We're being hypocritical, dude. We're not trying to do that. Uh, okay, so I, a couple things. If uh, people have been paying attention to Brandon and I's YouTube channels, we posted a couple of videos recently. A couple of videos about. Uh, <laughs> About a certain game, <laughs> on a certain platform in which we recorded it on. So, finally, Brandon and I are Twitch streaming, and when we first thought about doing Twitch, 
it, it was mostly like we can record the podcast live on here, but we also had the idea, you know, maybe we could play some games. Even though Steven's not a big gamer, maybe we'll give it a shot at some point. I don't know what, what, what pushed us exactly. I'm not sure. Well, I finally got my computer. Yeah. And then uh, we, we were trying to play Apex Legends, which is like a big game right now. <laughs> But the the friend thing isn't working on Apex Legends, so you can't play in the same party. So we were just like, all right, you want to just download Fortnite? Because it's a free game. <laughs> and then we were like, all right, let's do it. You want to Twitch stream it? Let's do it. <laughs> what, why did we, like, how did we even get on the thought of let's do video games? Was it, what, did you bring it up? Well, I, I think. You probably did, right? I think just the, I think it was just uh, synonymous with Twitch streaming. Because yeah. that's kind of... Oh, we of, talked about definitely doing it at yeah, some point. Twitch streaming is kind of for that thing. Plus, you and I have talked about how it would be sweet to play games with each other because we don't live in the yeah. same place. So, <laughs> Oh, my gosh, dude. So we finally... We played Fortnite. Obviously, I've heard a lot about it. And uh, <laughs> to give you guys a little bit of background, when I say I'm not a gamer, like, I didn't realize that graphics in games are actually, like, good. I was thinking... That if you remember what computer games look like in like 2000, like Roller Coaster Tycoon, kind of blocky, sort of looks like cartoon ish. I was thinking that that's what computer games look like when you play them <laughs> online. So when we downloaded Fortnite, I looked at this game and I was like, oh my god, this is incredible. And uh, it wasn't so good. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play a clip. So at this point in the game, I had found a four-wheeler. I picked Steven up, and he was like, oh, cool, am I controlling this? So I drive us to a place where there's more more four-wheelers. Sorry, this fucking thing. Um, I drive us to a place where there's more four-wheelers, and I'm like, all right, you can get off and get on one. He could not figure out how to get on. I was telling him over and over. He kept jumping on top of the four-wheeler, tab dancing. I, could, I, I was crying, laughing. Steven started crying, laughing. Then he finally got on it. Immediately just goes straight into the water, up a mountain, and flips the four-wheeler. So that's where you hear me yell, You already flipped it! <laughs> Oh What's God. funny, too, is that, like, shortly after that, I actually get on another four-wheeler. Like, all right, here's another one. All right, let's go. And I immediately just go straight into a tree and flip over again. That was even worse because, like, the mountain was pretty big. So you can kind of understand maybe if you just don't know how to turn that well, you go into the mountain and flip, whatever. The tree is tiny. There's tons of open grass to roam and Steven just does not turn at all. just goes straight. We have people shooting at us. And uh, he, fl- he flips it. So you can go uh, on either of our YouTube page. If you go on Steven's uh, Butch Boss YouTube page, you'll get to see it from his perspective. So you get to see him flip the four-wheeler each time. If you go from mine, you'll get to see my perspective, which is basically me just getting pissed at Steven for being such an idiot. Later on in the game, he was like, dude, I feel like I'm randomly kind of good at this game. Like, I I don't die very fast. He's like, I'm really elusive. Literally right after he said I'm elusive, he gets shot in, in the head with a shotgun and dies. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, that's something to look forward to in the future. I don't think we can really put an estimate on how long or how often we'll do uh, Twitch streaming with games, but I could definitely foresee us doing some podcast episodes on there in the future and then saving those and then having them available on our YouTube channels Yeah. so that you could watch them. I think that'll be that'll be like kind of a game changer because I know some people say that they they like listening to the podcast, but sometimes it would be nice to just like have a video of it. Mm-hmm. And Brandon and I did this a little bit in the past when um, Brandon visited me. There are some video ones, but I think that this would be like really cool. I agree. Um, and then from my own personal um, projects coming up, I. I have a YouTube video, which will probably be out at the time of this or right around the time of this. Not sure exactly when I'll release it yet, but it's about, um, it's like a bunch of, it's like a montage of YouTube video ideas put together and yeah, you just kind of have to watch it. That's the best way of describing it. I think at the, at the time of this episode release, you'll be in Florida, correct? Yeah. So if you're listening to this episode now, I will. Maybe be at the beach while you listen to this, so just think about that. Just think about <laughs> It'll be nice. Just think about me relaxing at the beach. Um, as for me, now that I have this new computer, I'm able to use uh, the gear that I was kind of hoping to to start posting quality covers on YouTube. So the reason I want to bring that up is I, I'm not a big fan of doing covers, but the reason I will do covers is because they're for other people um you know to to bring other people to my page so if you have any suggestions or things that you'd like to hear me sing or you know whatever uh please dm me dm the podcast at bflippin music or at emg pod uh with your suggestions uh i have a week off in april and my hope is to knock out a bunch of covers and have them ready and good to go for uh you uh, for um, YouTube in April, um, so yeah, just just let me know as as far as any other stuff goes. Tune in again uh, to Sunday sessions with Brandon each Sunday now. Uh, I typically try to do it around noon. I go live on Instagram for about an hour. I'll probably be going live on Twitch as well, uh, just to play some music and talk about my writing process, talk about different covers and why I like the way that the songs are written. All that good stuff. So, yeah, just stay tuned for that. But that's that's about it for me. And, dude, I, I like watching those. I feel like I'm at – I mean, it takes me back to both going to school together and you being like, dude, check out this new song I got here. And then just, like, watching you play it, it takes me back to those days. Yeah, those are good old times. Dude, those were the days, dude. dude those were the good days. Everything has been well. shit since. <laughs> disagree strong honestly (laughs) (laughs) those times were okay i'll give it that no they're the best times of my life anything else from your perspective you want to talk about here i i I got one other thing i want to talk about uh too bad we're moving on anyway so the next part of the time (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to say like if you guys listened to the last episode that we did about the uh jonas brothers (laughs) that was uh i mean if if you never listened to our podcast before and you tuned into the last episode and that was your first First off, you picked uh, you picked maybe the weirdest episode to tune into as the first episode you ever listened to. <laughs> uh, but second off, I think it it ended up being like a really fun episode because it, it was I thought it was kind of funny. It was fun. It was upbeat, and uh, 
I think in the future we might be open to doing more episodes like that one, like taking quizzes or, you know, just getting just uh, the thing we, that we like about the podcast is that we can kind of almost do any subject. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super serious. It could be really anything. Everything must go. Everything must say. go. <laughs> uh, but we had a lot of fun doing that episode. And uh, I don't know what any, any thoughts. I was going to say speak for yourself. Topic? I didn't have fun doing it at all. That's it. That's all I have. <laughs> oh, come on. That's all you got. It's fine. All right. All right, fine. All right, you want to move on then? Um, all right, I'll ask the next the next part here. Moving on to the next Wait, part. Wait, I don't want to move on yet. Oh. Wait. Remember when you said that you do that thing where you're like, wait. Yeah. Yeah, what? When people try to. Nothing. If I'm talking on wait. the phone. <laughs> they'll try to hang up. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And they're like, all right, what? I'm like, oh, nothing. Like, all right, I gotta go, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> dude, it's super annoying. It's super annoying. Because I, I, I fall for it every time still somehow, even though I should anticipate it. Yeah. All right. Is burnout avoidable in life, or do you think you should be prepared to experience it in some form or fashion? I think this uh, kind of is a callback to a point that you brought up earlier, uh, burnout out of necessity. I think – you know, for any parents that might listen to this podcast, I'm sure that they can speak to moments of burnout with their children. <laughs> and you can't really, uh, you can't really avoid that. <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, you're bound to, to your kids. And uh, I mean, if you're a good parent, obviously, <laughs> and taking care of them and waking up at three in the morning, if they're crying or you know, any number of things, you're going to have burnout with that. And then I also think that, you know, people talk about doing your passion as a career because you spend so much of your time doing that. I, I think any job or career, if you if you are a hard worker at it and you, you know, are, are kind of striving for things, there's a, a pretty good possibility that you're going to get to a place of burnout a little bit. Um, but it's got to be, I think, I think a good philosophy is to do things in life that maybe are worth the burnout, the, the, the necessary burnout, like having kids like that, that when you're ready for that moment, um, or even if you're not ready and you just happen to have it, you know, understanding that the burnout is going to be a part of the process and it's going to be worth it after all is said and done. So, uh, that, those are my thoughts. What, what are yours? Uh, I mean, yes, you should definitely be prepared for it because it, it can happen anytime. I think other, some people are affected by it more than others, whether it's a life circumstance or you're just like, I don't know, a really ambitious person. Like there's going to be times where you're going to get burned out. I really just think everyone goes through the process of it and it affects people differently. Some people don't have good ways of coping with burnout and they let it cripple them. I think if you're prepared for it and you can plan ahead, then I think that you've, you set yourself up to be more successful and you don't end up in situations like me where I like wasn't planning ahead at all and I got super burned out and like really depressed and 
I don't know, then I just wasn't like I got burned down in a completely different way and just like not being productive and not doing any of the right things for myself. So it's like, yeah. Well, you, I don't know. You asked me this question earlier and I want to ask you it now that we're talking what? about this. So when you get to a place of burnout, how, how do you recover? What, what do you do? So if I'm like legitimately really burned out, mm-hmm. like for example, um, okay. So you're saying if I'm basically at my end where I'm like so tired feeling down like i can't like, i don't want to move forward anymore i just want to like sleep yeah pretty much right how, how do you snap out of that yeah so for me i try i try to find a way to decompress a little bit because you got you got to hit it at some point and then i try to remember what or i try to like think why am i burned out is it because i really care about what i'm going towards or have i just been doing things and not really thinking about all of my moves and decisions and if I'm working towards something, am I still okay with the payout? Am I getting close to the payout? If Is it something that it's like months away? Can I like tone it back a little bit? Because, I mean, Le- LeBron James, best basketball player on planet Earth. He uh, has... <laughs> who, who are you going to say? Uh, me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can I get this Oh, well, away? then... Wait, then it's me then, because I beat you in the only game of basketball oh we've ever played. Gosh. So That's funny. <laughs> so, okay, LeBron James, third best basketball player on earth, behind me and Brandon. No, just behind me. Uh, all right, you want to you take this on the court? Dude, you want to fucking go? Everything I've must been waiting basketball. for a rematch, all right, pal? Let's go. Dude, everything must basketball. Everything must sports. Everything must sports. <laughs> Check that episode out. It's a fan episode, favorite. <laughs> episode number 40, fan favorite. Everything must sports. Uh, but LeBron, he talks about how like he, he definitely like coasts during parts of the season and, and parts of the game because he knows that he needs to turn up when he needs to turn up. Like there's certain times of the game and the season where he elevates his game because he's kind of been like saving up his energy. So like being kind of calculated on that and seeing the path to getting to you, getting to where you want to go. I, I really just think that it's important to plan a little bit ahead. I think that burnout usually happens when you're just like every day you just go as hard as you possibly can because it's not going to work. I don't care what anybody says. It's literally impossible. Well, let me ask you this because I think that leads into the next question I wanted to ask you because you said when you get to a point of burnout, you ask yourself, am I at this place because I've just been working my butt off or is it because I don't actually like where I'm headed? So that kind of sounds like a reevaluation of – what mm-hmm. you're doing, does it take you getting to a place of burnout to do the reevaluation, or do you try to do check-ins before you get to that place? Oh, I'm a big, uh, a big supporter of doing check-ins. I, I, I'm to be honest with you, because of some times I've had in my life where things just did not go well, I realized that a big part of it was not doing check-ins and just allowing life to happen, but not actually thinking, well, how is this actually setting me up? for the future. So some people might say like that I'm almost too goal oriented because I write down my goals every year. I always have like a game plan on like every day, pretty much every where I want to be the next week and the next month. But I think that this, like this helps me plan everything out. Like I think, I just think it's super helpful to, to plan out where you're going. And then earlier you also mentioned that you'll, when you get to a place of burnout, you decompress. What do you mean by that? What do you do for decompression? I try. It doesn't always work out perfectly, 
But my decompression is I try to set aside some, like, little... Uh, I try to find something to look forward to, pretty much. Like, if I feel like I'm really burned out, I just think, okay, well, how am I going to, like, reward myself for this, like, work ethic that I'm that I'm continuing? So I, I used to have a rule where I tried to take, like, a trip every two months of some kind. Now, that's not always economically feasible, and that's not always, like just physically practical but if you can't take a trip like invite someone in town to visit you or just like take an take an action of some sort to have something to look forward to because those moments to me help me actually decompress quite a bit is like i got something ahead of me now should i take more decompressing actions like i've been working my butt off yeah there are some day there are some times where i'm like all right tomorrow i am not doing anything other than what i absolutely have to do and sometimes that's super helpful yeah. Good point. Um, so I think this next point here and the final point uh, is kind of a good segue from, from what we just talked about. How long should you stick with something that is a contribute to burnout? Or even what does it take to be worth it if this particular thing causes burnout? Well, you... Without being, I guess, too repetitive on, like, how, like my thought process on planning ahead, because I do think that when you plan ahead, you can kind of make the calculated approach. I think you just have to be a very self-aware person sometimes and just realize, are you actually doing something that you're going to maintain? I mean, Brandon, we've, we've talked about this before, where when it when it comes to workouts, like, it's just stupid when someone's like, you know, I'm going to go to the gym like two hours every single day. Like who realistically can easily just squeeze in two hours at the gym every single day without eventually hitting a point of like, all right, like there's going to be some days where you don't have two hours, some days where you don't have two hours of energy. Uh, honestly, working out for two hours, you're so tired afterwards sometimes where you can't do anything else anyways. So it like actually cuts back in your productivity on all other aspects of your life. So I don't think that's particularly a good thing. So I think self-awareness. I mean, do, do you see it differently? No, but I think that – I know we keep talking about working out. Again, it's such a good, uh, very literal uh, analogy. They talk about, like, the people who are super into fitness, what's most important to them? You think, oh, getting this amount of cardio, this amount of lifting, this amount of food – most of them talk about what's most important first is making sure that you your body stays healthy because if you get injured from working out too hard you can't work out for the next however much time that you need to recover it's very comparable to burnout if you don't take mm -hmm. care of your personal health you got to recover from that burnout but in terms of like sticking through something that um contributes to your burnout I think uh, I think if you get to that point, the reevaluation of things is very important. Number one, you hope that you don't get to that place, but if you do, understanding, hey, are these things what I actually want? Like for me, playing college baseball at a time when I had all of these other things <laughs> going on. Yeah, I loved baseball, and when I was younger, it was like one of my top things, but at that point in my life, was it really a priority? No, it wasn't. 
Uh, I think I tried to use it to replace music, but I should have just kept music where it was. <laughs> Maybe not pursue it as a career, but just keep it as a priority. I feel like I would have just felt so much more at ease. Uh, I think a lot of this comes down to really knowing yourself and understanding what what is the most important to your you know, priorities in life. Um, and from that, you can either prevent, take preventative measure, measures against burnout or adapt to burnout once once you've reached it. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm feeling kind of burned out. <laughs> this podcast is burning me out. Dude, this po- everything must burn out. Everything must burn out. <laughs> did we just name this episode? We did, yeah. <laughs> Remember we talked about if we just got lazy in every <laughs> we just <laughs> as the, as the show goes on further and further, we just become lazier with the titles. Well, I think everything must sports really uh <laughs> Started that process. <laughs> Everything must. <laughs> I feel like that's only a joke that we find funny. I like I, nobody is commenting on it to me. <laughs> I don't know if that episode's one of our more popular ones. <laughs> I don't know how it couldn't be. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, there, sports is a very specific demographic, and I don't know if our demographic is. Is in that area, but uh, no, they're more the demographic to believe in ghosts. To be honest to with you, <laughs> more of the ghosts believing than the everything must sports. Everything, <laughs> everything must sports. Anyways, if you guys did enjoy this episode, you can find us on all your favorite podcast apps. Make sure you type in "everything must go podcast." Include podcast in the title. Do not just type in Butch Boss or Be Flippin' or any other combination that's not Everything Must Go podcast because we've had people do that. People have had difficulties finding it, so I want to make sure that we make it as clear as day. You can find us also on Instagram and Twitter at EMGpod. Hit us up, ask us questions, make comments about the show. We'll, uh, if, it's, if it's good, maybe we'll even feature it on the next episode. We also have an email, emgpod at gmail.com, and a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Leave something good or funny. Say, like, I don't know. If you got a funny voice impression, do impressions of us. I think it would be pretty good. I left Brandon a really good voicemail today, and I don't know if he's listened to it yet, but I it's pretty good. Oh, man, you're going you're gonna to like this voicemail I, a lot. I highly <laughs> doubt that I'll like it, but all right. It's going to be It's going to be great. Um... Well, thanks for making it this far into the episode, folks. Our next episode will be a little uh, nostalgic trip to the 90s. If you're a 90s kid, you're going to appreciate it. We're going to talk about everything that's 90s, everything must 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm really excited about this, actually. Yeah, especially with our resurgence of our love for SpongeBob. Did SpongeBob originally come out in the 90s? Oh, yeah. I think it came out in 2000. Oh, well, then. I want to say. I guess we'll never talk about SpongeBob again. Eh, eh, we could make an exception. But, yeah, everything must 90s. Everything must 90s. Yeah, so... Thanks again for tuning in. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Ah! <laughs>